This episode of the Real Women in Business podcast is sponsored by LCR Capital Partners. LCR Capital Partners supports families as they look to immigrate and invest in the United States. Learn more at lcrcapital.com. You're listening to the Real Women in Business podcast. I'm your host, Cass McCrory, and in this podcast, we highlight women in all kinds of businesses. For yourself, someone else, full-time, part-time, overtime hustle, Together, we will learn from and with one another. And if we get it right, it'll lift us all. Let's get into it. Today, we're talking to Erica Stubiello. She is a native Brazilian professor in linguistics, a translator who's recently moved to the United States, owning a franchise in the home healthcare space. And in this conversation with Erica, we're going to dig into what led to this move to the United States, how it has evolved her life, and the, the red thread that pulls through in Erica just being a wonderful listener, both in her professional life before and now, and to herself and the needs of her family, and how just being a genuine listener has impacted every decision that they've made with heart-led generosity and nurturing. It, this is a lovely story. You're going to enjoy it. Let's get into it. My name is Erica Stupiello. You can call me Erica. Right now, I own a home care agency. It's a franchise. Uh, we provide um, personal care services and companionship and uh, also uh, transportation services to um, seniors and those who are uh, recovering from surgery uh, or who live with lifelong disabilities um, at home. So we help seniors stay home safe and independently for as long as possible. Um, <clears throat> in, in Brazil, before coming to the United States, I was um, a professor, so I'm also a translator. I have a PhD in linguistics. That's so interesting. I'm curious, how has your ability and your translation skills, how has that impacted the work and the way that you lead your, your company? Mm -hmm. Well, um, I think I, I, I can get a better understanding um, of the cultural differences because of my background um, in linguistics. Um, uh, right now, for example, um, in our agency, we are very sensitive to linguistic issues. We know that many seniors, when they, as they age or as they um, live with lifelong challenges such as dementia or Alzheimer's, uh, many of them who are immigrants, uh, they uh, usually uh, resume and go back to their native language. So right now, for example, we have a client who comes from Poland and he completely forgot English uh, as he has dementia. So we, get, we got him a Polish-speaking caregiver. Um, so, uh, as a linguist, I'm very sensitive to the needs people have to express in the language they feel most comfortable with. Um, as far as my experience um, to, as, to, to have this agency, uh, I did my training with the American Red Cross. So, when we came to the United States, I did not want to be just the owner of the agency. I went to training and, as I said, became a certified uh, nursing assistant. Very different skills from the ones I had 
but always complementing the things that I find important, uh, which is caring for people. Um, I took care of my grandparents when I lived in Brazil. Unfortunately, they died in a car crash and I was not never able to be with them for as long as I wanted. So um, my, my will and my wish as a home care agency owner here in the United States is to give back to, to give back to our to the community that has welcomed us in this country and to help people who want to age at home have time to spend with their families so the family doesn't have to be the caregiver and worry about um, activities of daily living that sometimes takes they, they take a lot of energy off the care, family caregivers so they can be with their loved ones without having to worry about other things. Um, I also became a certified senior advisor uh, here in the United States, which means that I studied the aging process deeply to understand um, the challenges uh, that come with aging so I could better serve my clients and also um, help them with resources they need when our services um, cannot, can no longer, are not, no longer enough for them. So. Um, so my, my background as a professor and researcher um, helped me see that um, it's not about just doing the work, but always researching and going after training and education to always be the best you can be uh, when you are serving others. That's really beautiful. We're, we're a lucky community here in the United States to have you providing that service and, and bringing your light to that work. I'm sure that the families that work with you are really grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, uh, I'm very humbled by this, uh, the work we do, and uh, I'm very grateful um, to my clients and their families for the trust they have in us. Um, this is very important, and uh, I carry that very deeply in my heart. I'm curious, what <clears throat> drove you to, to make that career transition and to come to the States? Um, we have uh, our, we have just our family is really small. It's just my husband and we have a son. And ever since he was little, he wanted to become a pilot. And uh, he uh, when he was fourteen, he moved to the United States to uh, to do high school to go to to study in high school. And uh, he got to uh, live with a family of veterans. He had a student visa then, and uh, we thought he would just, you know, would be an experience for him to learn English, and maybe, and, and of course, this would be important for him as a pilot. Uh, but he fell in love with the service, the way veterans um, uh, live, and also the, the values they carry, the the love for this country. This is something that was in, in our son from the very beginning, and he. Um, told us that he wanted to pursue his career here uh, and try to see if he could um, serve the country as, as well. Uh, so that's what made us apply for a visa so we could be together as a family. I thought 14 years is just too young. He needed uh, us to be there to support him. Um, and that's what we did. Um, it was a very difficult decision. Uh, I had a tenured job. I was a professor at a state university. My husband, in working for the same company for 30 years as an engineer in the sugar and ethanol um, industry. So it was a very, very big 
change in our lives, but it was a point where we could either stay and see our son maybe once a year or embrace the opportunity to do something different and um, just to uh, find a different different career path and new challenges for the second half of our lives. So that's why we moved here. How long ago was that? That was, um, I came first as, with a visitor's visa because I wanted to be with our son Bruno for his um, high school uh, senior year. So I took a leave of absence at first uh, while we waited for the process for our visa to be processed. Uh, so that was in August 2018. Uh, so it hasn't been two years yet. And uh, in 2019, uh, we came as a family uh, after we uh, got our immigration uh, interview done and we got our resident visas uh, in, on, it was in May, in May 2019, yes. Very nice. What about that process um, was surprising to you? Um, the, you mean the, the visa process? Yes. Um, what was surprising to me? I think, I think the, the various um, steps involved in the process, um, it is a, a very long process. So you, you have time to plan make plans in your life, but at the same time, you have to be ready once the, 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 the visa is made available because it's then it's a, a huge change in your life. Um, we knew we wanted that and we had our son for us, for, uh, we got our approval uh, and we were called for the immigration interview um, just 20 days before our son's graduation in high school. So. Um, and then we had to wait in Brazil for about 10 days or 12 days um, for the visa to be, um, for the passports to be released. So uh, all of this was kind of stressful for us because we wanted him to participate in his graduation and all. But we knew that all the steps, um, they were part of this process of coming to this country legally and uh, that's the only way we could come here. We could never have come here any other way if it were not for this um, opportunity to be an investor and be granted the opportunity to have a resident visa. If you were to give advice to a, another family that is maybe even in a similar position where their child has come to a place of really wanting to be in the United States and, and wanting to accompany them, what advice would you give them? First, um, suggest that they, they do their research. I mean, because coming to another country, you have to build a new life. Not only is not just about getting a house and starting and getting a car and starting a life here, but uh, you have to really think about what you want to do uh, because you may not have the same occupation you had in your native country. So what fulfills you? Because once you are here and the initial excitement, excitement dies, dies down, what are you going to do? And um, so, and, and really uh, study the culture, 
um, because uh, sometimes when you move, you see that the friends you left behind, the family uh, you left behind, um, they are going to be there in your native country and you have to start building new relationships where you are. We've been very fortunate with our neighbors, with the friends we've made here, but it's a different life. It's a different way of living. So we have to be mindful of that when you think about moving to another country. It's very common for people uh, when things are not going well in their country. They say, oh, I, I wish I could move or I wish I could immigrate to another country. Um, but you can't move for these reasons. You can't choose, you cannot choose to immigrate for these reasons. You have to have a bigger reason like being together as a family because when things get difficult and they will, they will get difficult, the adaptation is difficult, it's very, very hard. Um, you, will, you will remember that you, you have done all of that for a greater purpose and that's love, love for the family and that will you know, uh, ground you and support you through these um, difficult times. That's really helpful for you to share. Thank you, Erica. I'm curious, as you were going through that process yourself, were there resources that you turned to? Were there people or role models even that you looked to? Yes, um, I've been very fortunate to meet wonderful people uh, coming here uh, from the nurses that I met uh, during my training at the Red Cross. They knew that I was there for a bigger purpose, uh, not only to become a certified nursing assistant and work, uh, but to uh, one day be able to train and to um, uh, serve clients and be responsible for a license to serve clients. Um, I also uh, was very fortunate to, to meet my mentor uh, through, uh, um, um, I, I would say it's a, an organization here that is called SCORE. It's uh, an organization of retired executives that help people who are starting a business or are ending a business. So I was very fortunate to, to meet my mentor in, in one, I, I participated in a, in a um, it wasn't a webinar, it was a workshop on how to open a business in Florida. And I met um, my mentor and I got to know the score. And it was very, very beneficial because uh, he was able to connect me with a coach who then helped me choose the right franchise, the right business based on my skills and my background uh, and what I wanted for my life here. And uh, he's been helping me ever since. And it's, it's been so wonderful because we, we got our license. It took us eight months to get our license uh, here in Florida for the home health agency. It's a very, very lengthy and strict process. And um, we got our license 10 days before the pandemic was declared and COVID-19 hit, hit us very bad. So uh, all the stress and every, all the shutdowns here really made us scary. And, uh, but I kept my mind, I kept in my mind that I, my biggest purpose, my real purpose was to serve the community and the community will always need people serving them um, seniors will need people serving them in their homes if they want to be safe at home. And it's been, 
it's been challenging, but um, I've been very blessed because the business is going well. It's starting up very well now and uh, things are getting better every day. I'm so glad for that, for you and for the community. I think you're right to look at it from the lens of, you know, there's always room for what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. And I love that you look to mentors and coaches on your journey, knowing that you would need the support to, to really thrive and your commitment to doing that so quickly out of the gate is admirable, Erica. Thank you. Yes, I think it is very important to have a network of support, people who really care for helping others. And uh, as I said, I've been very blessed to meet these people um, in my life here. Yeah. I'd love to know what you're excited about. I'm very excited about uh, what lies ahead, what the future is going to offer in terms of opportunities to grow the business and serve more people and see how I can um, once I grow the business enough that I no longer have to be working in the business, but I can work on the business, I would like to volunteer more because, um, I started volunteering when I, while I was waiting for my license, I, I volunteered at a senior friendship center, the clinical, the medical uh, clinic. Um, and uh, I would like to be doing more volunteering work. Uh, but in order to do that, I have to have the business running by itself. So mm -hmm. that's my plan. <laughs> that's a strong plan. Strong plan. <laughs> Is there anything that you wanted to chat about today and share with the listeners of the podcast that we haven't gotten to? Um, I think I've shared everything that I could uh, in terms of what has been for us, our experience. Um, I just, um, maybe I want to share that once we make a decision in our lives and we know we've done it with our hearts, there are no regrets. I never regretted any decision that I've made in terms of moving here and coming here and building a life here. So that's why it is very important to really examine your heart, really look what you, you, what you wish to do with your life before making such a big decision. <laughs> That's great advice, no matter where you are in the world and what you have coming next is, yeah, that's great advice. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. I've got a lightning round of questions for you. Okay. Your favorite spot in the United States? Um, San Francisco, one of the most beautiful cities for me. The next time that you take an airplane flight, you will be going to? Mm, I would love to go back to Seattle and then take, uh, go on a cruise to Alaska. This is a plan for our wedding anniversary, maybe next year. <laughs> I love that idea. That sounds fantastic. Uh, uh -huh. For someone considering this process of mm -hmm. immigrating to the United States, what mm -hmm. is one one piece of advice you'd give that person? Have patience, do your research, and trust the process because it is lengthy. Um, it's full of ups and downs, but it works well if you have the right company, if you have made the right investment. There were so many uncertainties um, 
when we uh, were uh, talking to other investors who had invested in other projects, but we never felt that things could go wrong with us because we knew that we had invested in the right project. Uh, it was a strong regional center and we were very confident in it. So I think that's the most important advice. Do your research and invest in the right uh, regional center, the right project. Great advice. What is inspiring you these days? It is inspiring me. What inspires me, uh, I think my clients inspire me because they have so much wisdom and they are in their last years uh, in their lives. And it's an honor and privilege to be with them. Um, just sitting down and talking at the moments when the person, when we are caring for them, uh, listening to them when we are doing a home consultation and we um, listen to their needs, what they expect of us, uh, and, share, and how they share their personal um, um, stories. This is very, very humbling to me, and um, I respect that a lot, and uh, I learn a lot from them. Mm. That's wonderful. Erica, thank you so much for your time today. This has been really lovely. Thank you, Kaz. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for the opportunity.